0: everyone and welcome back to Irish on tap a podcast about the Notre Dame fighting Irish presented to you by the on tap sports net. I'm your host Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at bdon 300 today. I'm joined by one of my co-hosts Ethan Wiles. We're going to break down this shit show. That was the Louisville game. It was a victory. We got the W. It was ugly. Let me check in with Ethan. Then we'll break this game down for you.
1: Yeah, it's good to be back. Obviously not after the game that we just watched, but hey, a win's a win. one know each week. Obviously, like Brian Kelly said after the game, it's a learning experience. we got to move on from it. And like I just told you pre, uh, pre-show here, we won't talk about this game in three weeks.
0: Yeah, I think unfortunately, though, these type of games are the games that are the product for our offense this year. I mean, 19 passing attempts in a college football game, regardless of if it's hurricane weather or not, is unacceptable. They were able to feed Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree. Ian Book had himself a solid day where he had about four yards of carry. Finished with 232 yards on the ground and 107 in the air. Our leading receiver on the day, the Northwestern grad transfer, who had a very clutch catch coming down the stretch, Benny Skoranek. Two receptions for 28 yards. Another absolute... MIA situation with Braden Lindsay I don't think I saw him on the field more than a handful of times it's starting to get ridiculous in that sense but this is an anemic offense this is an offense that has to play Clemson in three weeks who just conveniently put up 73 points today regardless of competition like 12 points in four quarters of college football against this Louisville team is an absolute atrocity
1: Yeah, especially when you're comparing it to the way Clemson just beat down whoever they played today. I mean, last time I checked, it was like 73-7. to I don't know what the final score was. I don't really care. But for Clemson to put up 73 points on another ACC opponent and Notre Dame only put up 12 and win by five, this is not the team that is going to beat Clemson. This is not the team that's going to find itself in the college football playoff. Obviously, all the weather considered, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Ian Book missed a lot of throws today. The offense was not clicking. We we hoped that this would be the game that the offense would finally click. They didn't, and unfortunately, that's what shows. You got the win, but it's a dirty win. And I know I tweeted it out at the end of the first half on the Irish on Tap Twitter. 42 plays, and you only got, what, six points out of it? That's unacceptable to be the number four team in the country and score six points on 42 plays. You dominated the first half. That's the result you put up. That's not going to win you football games down the road.
0: Yeah, and they beat them at their own game. They took the air out of the damn ball. They were able to control the clock. They controlled the line of scrimmage. They ended up winning yardage by over 100 yards. But again, they only finished with 339 yards. So it's not like they were moving the ball at will. And the efficiency on third down was right around 50% at 8 of 15 on the afternoon. It was just an ugly win. I really just don't understand some of the play calls that this offense is considering. I mean... I understand we have a good thing in the running game, but like we've stated on this podcast, and I'm sure like they realize college football and football in general is trending a different direction. You can't win 12 to seven games every week. That's not going to happen. Like it's not our parents, you know, college football. It's not our grandparents, college football. These teams can score 19 points in half a quarter. Now, you know what I'm saying? So for us to go full four quarters, first and foremost, take my hat off real quick defense once again comes through seven points only given up in this entire game with the way that they were moving the ball the way they were able to run the ball at certain spots in this game I definitely thought that there was going to be more points on the board you know or we did not have any turnovers. so obviously you know like we said we needed to protect the football but ugly win grunt win not I mean, I'm glad they got this out of the way early, but it's going to be frustrating going down the stretch, trying to go through the meat and potatoes on this schedule, you know, a la North Carolina and a la Clemson and some of the other tougher opponents in this ACC conference and have realistic expectations of us finishing in the playoff.
1: Yeah, another thing they touched pregame too was just this was the last, like, home game before they took this, you know, couple games on the road here. If you can't win a game against a team that you should beat, like Louisville, at home, how do you expect to go and beat anybody on the road? Where we've struggled in the past, we've struggled against ACC teams in the past. Take a look back at that Miami game a few years back. They they needed to come out and play a lot better than they did today. That's obviously a given, but I think there are some things that you can take away from this. I liked the aggressiveness early on. Obviously, it didn't work. Going forward, I think going back to the pregame, something I mentioned to you was just those three receivers that were in the starting group. You know, Bennett Skoranek was a guy who, you know, we hadn't seen since, what, week two? So for him to get a starting nod today, you know, obviously we'll probably get more answers from Brian Kelly uh, as his press conference goes on. But definitely an interesting take today. Don't know what kind of moves were made with the offense, but, yeah, I mean, they needed to produce a lot better today. The run game was there you know Kyron Williams had some some good plays that stiff arm at the end of the game was dirty but going back to your point with the defense Jeremiah Wosu-Koromoa Daylon Hayes they were all over the place today that defense deserves to be the top five label that they are now if the offense could just kick up a little bit this team would be this team would be Clemson level yeah I mean the defense continues to wow me they
0: were put in so many opportune positions today. But, again, they continue to answer the call. But I guess I, the frustrating thing is is it's like they're treating Ian Book like he is like a freshman quarterback. Like he is just fresh on campus, 19 pass attempts, 100 yards. Like that is like a high school offense, bro. Like it's starting to get ridiculous to where we're now four games into the season. And, yeah, we're winning football games by, you know – Five points like, against Louisville. We talked about it a few weeks ago, or just last week, that in this year, style points count. Margin of victory, in a sense, will count. And if it comes down to us in another close one loss or undefeated team that was just bombing teams and we were just beating teams by like five, seven, 12, that's something to keep in mind for the committee.
1: Yeah, especially against a team like Louisville. You've got a bunch of teams down the stretch that only get better. You have to beat them by more than this five-point margin you played against Louisville today. I just saw in a tweet. Ian Book said it was the windiest game he's ever played in. I don't know what kind of win they get in California, what he experienced in his high school career, but welcome to the Midwest. Like You've been here for how many years now? How many years have you experienced bad weather at South Bend? Like, you didn't play in the rain. We saw the, the rain game a few years ago, but There was no rain. It was wind. Like, if the kickers had no problem kicking field goals today, then there should be no problem with the passes. Like, that's inexcusable to me, and and frankly, I'm disappointed in the way Ian Book performed today. We all know how much of a fan of Ian Book I am. He didn't get it done today, and he's got to get it done in the future, and he's got a lot of good defenses that are coming up on the schedule that he's got to figure out what he needs to do in order to get better and beat these teams more handily.
0: Yeah. And I think what it comes down to is, is like they're really handicapping him in the play call. So I feel it's not putting him in the most opportune positions to win. I feel like while Ian is a quality quarterback, like Brian says, and like we have said, there is certain things that he can't do that other quarterbacks can do, but we need to be able to find a way to fine tune that. And just go out there and call a better game and play a better game because like you said you know he left a couple throws out on the table there was a couple opportunities in the game that we could have had points like the Michael Meyer uh, overthrow early in the first half a little bit less touch on the Avery Davis or was Avery Davis or Kevin Austin I think it was Kevin Austin
1: yeah Kevin Austin
0: yeah Kevin Austin in the corner of the end zone like There was plenty of opportunity to have way more points on the board and they just were not able to capitalize. So in my opinion, like, and and Brian Kelly said it, you know, in in the interview or whatever media that they had on before the game, I think it was him, you know, talking to the team. He said that we need to go out and execute and they just flat out did not execute for a vast majority of that game. The last drive was nice to see. Obviously, with them just taking the air out of the ball, it definitely put a dent in the time of possession for the game. But it's just, we, we got to get better than this. We we should be way better than this four weeks in the season.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it was maybe Brian who tweeted it out at some point in the game. But there were moments in this game where Louisville was just playing good defense. Like, the corners were locking down the receivers. A lot of it, yeah, the missed throws obviously are on Ian Book. But Louisville's defense played all out today, I'd say. I mean, they played probably the best game that they're of their season to this point, obviously, and probably their best game of the season going forward if they don't turn things around. But give credit to them because they were able to lock down the receivers. They were able to get to book something that I don't think any team has done this season. I believe that stat read that Notre Dame and Virginia were the only two teams that hadn't allowed a sack this season. Still pretty impressive, despite how many teams are actually playing right now. But yeah, that even the offensive line today just did not seem like they were all there, and I don't know what it was on the offensive side of the ball, but am I glad the defense showed up today? Yes, because I don't think if they had played the way they did, we would be talking about a win right now.
0: Yeah, and it, you know, it continues to be the narrative. The Notre Dame defense bails the offense out once again, and you know we're just in that situation where, again, we need to go 1-0 and every week. We need to be able to figure it out, but... This will get us absolutely embarrassed in a big game against another highly, you know, recruited team, highly ranked team that has good quarterback. You know, like the two teams that are at the tail end of the schedule, and even don't even sleep on the Boston College game too. Phil's been balling this year. Like, there's a lot to really not be scared of, but be aware of about the ACC. A lot of people downplay the ACC as like a bad conference, but if you look at it right now, I know it's a little bit of a different format with the way things are currently set up, but we have three teams in the top five. So take it how you want, you know, that's, that's how it currently resides. I wouldn't be surprised if the Irish drop in the rankings after this game.
1: I agree. And I really think that we're almost in kind of that lucky spot now where, because other teams still aren't playing. We still are without the Big Ten for this week. You know, will it be interesting to see where those teams fall into place after next weekend? Yes. But yeah, I think Notre Dame will fall. I don't see them falling by much as of yet because, you know, they're still undefeated. They're still one of the, you know, the highly considered picks to be in the college football playoff. And I still think they passed the eye test. They haven't been able to to show it on the field yet. But you know, on paper, this team should be in the college football playoff. And I think that they'll get some credit for that. But yeah, I mean, one sloppy game, you cannot have another one like that, or you will find yourself on the bubble looking in. Yeah, no pun intended with the bubble. But I think that
0: moving forward, you know, you really got to look long and hard at what Ian Book can do to help improve this offense. So they're not just leaning on the running game the entire time. I mean, If you think of it, it's it's really not fair to expect Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree to just carry the load the entire season for this team. So the offense, while they somehow had more points than Louisville at the end of the game with the Magic Johnson, you know, quote right there, they somehow had more points. It was very ugly today. And I mean if you go back to even Wednesday when we did all our score predictions, Ethan I think you had 38, Brian had 31 or th- or 38, I had 42, nowhere near it. So, I don't know. This this team is definitely in one of those spots where I feel like they're definitely going to let us down later in the season.
1: I wouldn't go that far with it yet. I mean, I still think that this team has veteran leadership at the top. Brian Kelly still you know, one of one of the best head coaches in the college football landscape. Ian Book's still a veteran leader. You know, I think that he's able to learn from his mistakes, learn from his bad games, and and be able to keep that positive head and keep going with this season. And I think that Brian Kelly kind of does a good job at keeping his team in line with that, focusing on okay, let we learn from this week, we go to the next week, we keep going one week at a time, and. I really think that that's the best thing for this team. It's unfortunate that we won by five against a team we should have blown out today. But like we said, we take this as a learning experience. Everybody in that locker room, everybody on campus, you and I, Brian, everybody else that follows this team knows that this team is better than what they put on the field today.
0: Yeah, and I guess we'll see. I mean, looking forward, the schedule only continues to get tougher for Notre Dame there wasn't really any big games of note today. I mean, Miami played Pittsburgh. Miami ended up winning that game. We play Pittsburgh next week. That's a team that did not have uh, Kenny Pickett at quarterback today, and they still somehow found a way to hang in against Miami, only lost by, I believe, 12. The way we played this week with the way that Pitt plays, and it's you know one of our first road true road games of this year, you guys have talked about it since the preview episode. I am not, I mean, obviously I think we're going to win, but until this offense can show me something, I am not going to put any trust in them.
1: Yeah. I mean, Brian, like he's talked about pit on the road has always been a challenge pit for us in general has always been a challenge. So there is a lot to review. There's a lot to learn from this game. I think there's a lot of really just, like, self-learning within the locker room. You know, what kind of team do you want to be from here on out? Because, I mean, we all know what ESPN is going to be like. They're going to dog Notre Dame. We know what the media is going to be like. They're going to dog Notre Dame. This team should come out next week pissed off. Pissed off that they let this kind of game happen on their home turf. Louisville was talking shit. They lost by five, but they were still talking shit throughout the entire game. Something that you talked about. That's unacceptable. When you're the number four team in the country at home, you blow out teams. You blow out teams at Notre Dame Stadium. You don't let them walk in and let you score 12 points and only win by five. There's a lot to learn from it. I think that this team will bounce back. Pittsburgh's going to be a tough opponent for sure, 100%. But I don't think you can lose faith right now. I still think that there's a lot of promise. There's still a lot to look at on this offensive side of the ball. Defense, we know we're good. We know we're fine on the, the defensive side of the ball. Now it's just a matter of can we get the offense in rhythm? Can we find what's been going on with Ian Book? Whatever it is, we need to get it fixed and get back out on this field next week against Pitt and find a way to win by two, three touchdowns.
0: Like I said earlier in the week, this is a team that has a big chip on their shoulder in Louisville. They're going to come in talking a lot of shit. They're going to come in and try and get in our head, and there were certain situations where The game did get very chippy, and there was, I believe, right before the half, there was some shoving going into the the locker room. There was another play, too, where one of their D linemen just blatantly – or no, one of their O linemen blatantly shoved Kurt Hinnish, like, after the play was over. So a little bit of dirty play and just kind of like everyone that's played football has played teams like that where they try to mentally get in your head. And the way the score and the way the game was going, I mean – we haven't even talked about it. Like, what the fuck was Brian Kelly thinking on that fake uh, field goal? That made zero sense to me.
1: They, like, panned over to him right before that. And he was like, yeah, go for it. Like, I don't know if that was about that or not. But, like, he seemed yeah, very confident in that. Dude, that.
0: was ridiculous. He seemed
1: very confident in that. Don't know football's a game of risk. I guess you take it. But at that point, you know your defense is able to stand up you're in your own territory. Like, I guess you back them up worst case scenario and and that's what happened, but if you're going to go for it, go for it. You know, I get the trickery. I understand it. You know, did I see it coming? No, of course not. But I don't know. I feel like from that far out getting the punt or the holder keep like that, just, uh, I don't, I didn't like it. I take the points. If you're going to go for it, send your offense out there. You've got a leader in, in Ian book who, yeah, may have not played his best game, but I don't know, I just feel like that was not the best decision ever made, and I think a lot of people agree with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a hell of an effort by Jay Bramblet to try and get the ball in the end zone, but that, just like, in that moment, like, where we could go up two possessions right before the half, and then as you saw, it gave them all the momentum in the world. Like, they were able to drive down the field, and then they Cody Parkey to field goal real quick, which... At the end of the game could have been a, a lot, it could have made for a very interesting game down the stretch. But I just think moving forward, Brian Kelly has to really look long and deep on what he can do with this offense to maximize the amount of points that they score because what they're putting out there right now is not going to cut it down the stretch. It's gonna be very frustrating because this is a very talented roster and they're definitely capable of making something happen. It's just a matter of going out there on Saturdays and doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he said it right before the game. They know what team they are. Go out, do what is expected of you every week. Do what Notre Dame football does every week. Dominate, and they didn't do that. They got beat. They got hit in the face. They responded. I'll give them that. But they got hit in the face, and I think it was a a, a shock to them. And I really think this is an eye-opening game for this football team because you know whether they saw the score of the Clemson game you know somewhere on the stadium or not. They're going to see it at some point today, and they're going to say, Clemson put up 70-plus points, and we got 12. That's the difference maker, and that's what's going to be the difference maker in three weeks if this team doesn't figure it out. And like I said, I really hope this opens some eyes in that locker room. I really hope it th- makes Brian Kelly think about exactly what you said, what he can do to change this offense, what he can do to make it more successful. Because the run game is there. We just don't know where the passing game is outside of what Tommy Trimble and and Ben Skranek
0: again it's it's getting alarming the lack of usage of brayden Lindsay. we're not going to sit here and beat a dead horse it was you know a very ugly game i just i don't even have like players of the game if i had to go like i would say benny you know ben skaronic and dalen hayes like who would you say would be your players of the game
1: yeah obviously it's either going to be dalen hayes or jeremiah owosu koromoa you gotta throw kyle hamilton in the mix too because i'm sure brian would probably take owosu koromoa so I'll, I'll go with kyle hamilton as well but really those three guys on top of the entire defense stood out to me. The offense, it's really hard. I mean, obviously, you got to go Kyron Williams, I'd say. I mean, he was he was the one that carried us nasty stiff arm there at the end of the game. And, and really, he's the only thing that this Notre Dame offense has going right now. So, if you ask me to pick a player of the game from the offensive side, I'm, I guess I'd have to go with Kyron Williams.
0: Yeah, and I mean, just off pure workload and just us feeding him. He has come through big time for us. Uh, They actually did a piece on him where he has been a Notre Dame fan his whole life. So really cool story to see him kind of make his dreams come to fruition. Again, you know, this team goes on the road. They play, I believe Pitt plays at Heinz Field where the Steelers play. So they're going up to Pittsburgh next week. That's a team that is capable and has lost three in a row. So that's a team that's reeling and a team that in baseball terms, Ethan, is due. They're not going to just keep losing games continuously throughout the the season.
1: Just because they've lost three games, now it's their – I mean, two of them have been by one point. And this one today was a close game against a really good Miami team. So, hey, look, they're hungry. They want that win. They feel that hunger. They feel that win right there. Notre Dame better feel them coming down there next because – they are going to come out next week. They're going to come out firing. Notre Dame's got to be ready next Saturday. And I really do think that if there's a game that could be labeled a quote-unquote trap game, it's that one. I see shades of the 2012 season where Pittsburgh came down and missed a kick in overtime, and that saved us. You know, I I don't want it to be that game. But if they come out the way they did today, I mean, personally think that they deserve to lose the pit next week if they come out flat again next week.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. But, I mean – For this week, just some numbers just to crunch and keep in mind, 107 yards through the air. Again, over 200 yards on the ground, 232 on 49 carries. So they averaged 4.7 yards a pop, and they controlled the clock this game. So it was, well, it it seemed like one of the quickest games that we've watched in recent Notre Dame memory. It was a very fast game. They were able to come away victorious, and we're on to Pittsburgh. Ethan, do you have any wrap-up thoughts for the listeners?
1: Want to know each week? You know, it's tough one today, but hey, yeah, I know the people on the Facebook are gonna sit on this one for a week and kinda sit or kinda reflect on this and say, Oh, we suck, we suck, but you know what it's all about, what goes on in South Bend, what goes on inside that facility and what Brian Kelly does to this team in the next week to get better. So this game's over. Twenty four hours and move on to pit. Just get ready for that game next Saturday.
0: We're on to pit. We got to somehow find some momentum with this team so that once we hit those harder games at the end of the schedule, this team is firing on all cylinders. But thank you for joining us today. We are Irish on Tap, presented to you by the OnTap Sportsnet. You can follow us on Twitter at OnTapIrish. You can follow our personals at BDON300, and you can follow Ethan at Ethan underscore 10 We missed Brian Mishler today, but we will be back with him in the middle of the week with our preview of the Pittsburgh game. Take some time to just appreciate the fact that we won this game. We're 1-0 and again this week. We move on to Pittsburgh and go Irish.